Maximus. Check, check. Don't look at me like that. <laughs> he just leaves. All right. Awesome. Well, my name is Eric, and I'm from Hidden Acres. Tonight, before we get started, we're going to play a Kahoot game. Do you call it Kahoot game or just Kahoot? I don't know. You call it Kahoot? Pull out your phone. Pull out your phone. We'll get the code up on the screen. Uh, check, check. This one? Check, check. Check, check. All right, here we go. We are going to play Kahoot, if you can bring that up on the screen. Tonight we're learning about the disciple named Jude, so we're going to see what you know about him. Wait for it. If you've never played Kahoot before, it is a trivia game where you will type in the code to get into the game. It'll give you a nickname because I don't trust you to create your own nicknames. Uh, I'm sorry. And then the, the question will pop up. You will answer one of the four colors and shapes. All right. So go to www.kahoot.it or with the Kahoot app. app. Welcome, Rational Horse. You have a minute and a half to get into the game. All right, well, if you can't get in, it's all good. You can just play along in your head. Welcome to the Silver Elephant. You have 45 more seconds. I'm just making this up. All right. Twenty seconds. If you can't get in, it's fine. You can just keep track of your points in your head. I don't know. Super Lizard, welcome. Glad you're here. Max, can you fix the internet for us? All right, five seconds, and then we'll get started. Four. Three, two, one. <laughs> so, all right, quick story. I asked Josh if he had ever played Kahoot before, and he said he'd never done it, but he wanted to try it. And I said, well, I will try it for you, and if it doesn't work, you never have to do it again. So this may be the only time you play Kahoot at youth group. Here we go. We're going to start. I'm sorry. We're starting. Here we go. The Jude quiz. Question number one. What was Jude's profession before he was a disciple? Was he a fisherman, a tax collector, an Instagram model, or we don't know? So pick the color and the shape that you think is the correct answer. If you do not have Kahoot, you can guess in your head. You have 15 seconds. Ho oh, ho! The correct answer is we don't know. And no one got that right. I'm glad no one guessed Instagram model. All right, here we go. Next question. Well, for, 
Oh, okay. Next question. What was Jude's personality like? Was he quiet, bold, funny, or we don't know? Hmm. The correct answer is we don't know. Nice job. Four of you got that right. Well done. Our leaderboard, Red Penguin. Congratulations. Here we go. Next question. Did the Apostle Jude write the book of Jude? Yes, no, there's a book of Jude, and we don't know. Did the Apostle Jude write the book of Jude? Hmm. Ten seconds. Five seconds. The correct answer is we don't know. Shout out to three of you who got that right. We do not know. Our leader, new leader, amusing lemur. Congratulations. I don't know. Here we go. Was the apostle Jude Jesus his brother? Yes, no. Jesus had brothers or we don't know. Hmm. Some of you may be seeing a theme. Ten seconds. <laughs> we'll see if you guys do better on this than the Disney quiz. Two, one. The correct answer is we don't know. Nice job. Well done. Next question. Oh, first scoreboard. Sorry. Amusing lemur. Well done. Question number five. Where did Jude go after Jesus ascended? Mesopotamia, Judea, Iowa, or we don't know. Hmm. Isn't there like Kahoot music too? Is that a thing? Is it playing in your head right now? Can you just hear it? Yeah, all right. <laughs> Five seconds. The correct answer, we don't know. Nice job. Nice work. We don't know. Our leaderboard. Amusing lemur. Well done. Well done. Question number six. How did Jude die? Was he beheaded? Old age? Was he axed? Or we don't know. Hmm. He was cahooted? I don't even know what that means. The correct answer. We don't know. Amusing lemur. Well done. Here we go. Last question. Did Josh give Eric the most obscure disciple on purpose because he didn't want to teach on him? Hmm. Yes, no. Who's Josh? Or we don't know. The correct answer, we don't know. All right. Let's see who our winner is. They will get a prize from Josh. I just made that up. Red Penguin in third place. In second place, Super Lizard. And in third place, round of applause for... The Amusing Lemur. Well done. Well done. Who is that? Is that you? Nice job. See Josh afterwards. He would be happy to give you a prize. All right. I made that up. Okay. Here we go. The reality is we don't know a whole lot about Jude, if you didn't pick up on that in that quiz. So we don't know his profession before he became a disciple. Girls, up here. We don't know his profession before he became a disciple. We do know some other disciples, what they did before they became disciples. But we don't know Jude. 
We don't know what his personality was like. We can tell some other disciples based on how they interacted, what they talked about, things like that. But there are only 16 words in the New Testament that are attributed to Jude. We don't know if he was the person that wrote the book of Jude or not. So the book of Jude is a a short letter at the end of the New Testament. And it starts off by saying it was written by Jude, a servant of Jesus Christ and a brother of James. But he doesn't say who Jude is and he doesn't say who James is. And so we don't exactly know. Jude and James were both common names at the time. And because the author doesn't try to explain who he is or who James is, it's assumed that James was James the Just, who was a a church leader at the time, and the brother of Jesus. And when Luke writes about Jude in Acts, he calls him the son of James. And the, the literal translation, it just says Jude of James. So some people interpret that to mean that Jude Uh, is the brother of James, and some people interpret it as Jude is the son of James. But again, we don't know anything about that James. So if Jude and James were brothers, then Jude, the author of Jude, would also be the disciple Jude, who was the brother of Jesus. Uh, In Jude 17, he reminds the readers uh, to remember what the apostle said, kind of distancing himself from the apostle, so it may not have been Jude the apostle. Uh, We also don't know if the Apostle Jude was Jesus' brother Jude. All right, hang with me here. If the Apostle Jude is the author of the book of Jude and his brother James is the brother of Jesus, then the Apostle Jude would be the brother of Jesus. In Matthew 13, it lists Jesus' brothers as being James, Joseph, Simon, and Jude. Where it gets complicated, though, if you're not confused already, is that if Jesus' brother Jude was the disciple Jude, In John, it tells us that Jesus' brothers did not believe in Jesus. So either Jude was a disciple of Jesus who didn't believe in Jesus, or Jesus' other brothers didn't believe in Jesus, but Jude did and was an apostle of Jude. Are you following me? Good. All right. All that to say, we don't know if Jude was a brother of Jesus or even Jude, the author of the book of Jude. We also don't know what happened to Jude after Jesus ascended into heaven. So we know what some disciples did and the ministries they, uh, the ministry they did, the churches they started, but we don't know what Jude did. We do know that as an apostle, as a disciple, he would have gone on to share the gospel as the other apostles did. However, we don't know where he went or what he did. We also don't know how he died. We know that about some of the apostles. Uh, some traditions say that he was axed on a missionary journey. So if you guess that, you may be right. But we really don't know because there's no reliable source of what happened. And we also don't know if Josh gave me the most obscure apostle on purpose. You'll have to ask him later. So what do we know about Jude? We know that he was one of Jesus' disciples. He was one of the 12 that Jesus chose to follow him in his ministry, to be a part of what he was doing while he was here on earth. We also know that Jude had a lot of names. He goes by Jude or Judas, Thaddeus, and Labias. All four of those names most likely refer to the same person. Some translations use Jude instead of Judas, uh, but they're really just two variations of the same name. So sometimes he's referred to Jude, sometimes he's referred to as Judas, but it's the same guy. He also apparently had two nicknames, Thaddeus and Labias. Uh, In Matthew and Mark, when the disciples are listed, you'll see that Jude isn't listed there. It's listed as Thaddeus. Some people suggest that this was done intentionally to distinguish Jude from Judas Iscariot, who betrayed Jesus. Uh, Others argue that Thaddeus is actually a different person than Jude, but there's really no evidence to suggest that that's true. So Jude, Judas, Thaddeus, and Labias are all the same dude. 
Uh, funny story, when Josh told me that I was preaching this week or teaching this week, uh, he sent me the teaching schedule and he said, hey, I'm still working on it. I'm changing some things a little bit. So just check it before you teach to make sure you have the right one. So uh, a couple weeks ago, I looked and it said Jude or Thaddeus is who I was teaching on. And I was a little bit upset because like, Josh, come on, man. I need to know who I'm teaching on. Am I teaching on Jude or am I teaching on Thaddeus? And so I emailed him. I was nice about it. I said, hey, man, I'm, uh, I'm starting my message. Would love to know who I'm teaching on. Do you want me to do Jude or Thaddeus? Uh, and he didn't respond to me that day, which I was thankful for. I don't know if he saw it, uh, but he didn't respond to me. And that night I was putting my kids to bed and I thought, wait, what if Jude and Thaddeus are the same person? And so I quickly Googled it, realized that I was an idiot. Uh, and emailed Josh and said, Josh, I'm an idiot. I didn't realize Judah and Thaddeus were the same person. Uh, and he was very gracious about it, which I appreciate. Uh, but tonight I'm teaching on Jude and Thaddeus because they're the same person. All right. Um, the other thing that we know about Jude, and this is the main point tonight. We know that even though he wasn't famous, he was faithful. Even though he wasn't famous, he was still faithful. And the question for us is this, are we content with being faithful, but not famous? No one knows what Jude did for Jesus, but we know that Jesus chose him intentionally to be a disciple of his for a reason and entrusted him with the ministry of the gospel. Are you content with being a faithful follower of Jesus, even if no one remembers you a hundred years after you die? Or do you feel like your faith your ministry, your sacrifices, your life, your ministry, your legacy should last forever. I work in full-time ministry at Hidden Acres. And if I'm honest, there are parts of me that, that want to be famous in my ministry, right? Like I know that I'm never going to be like world famous, but there's parts of me that, that want people to notice what I do, to recognize the, the work that I put into ministry. I want people to think that Hidden Acres is awesome because it is. Uh, and I want people to remember me after I'm gone. But I know that I'm called to be faithful and not famous. To be faithful means to be steadfast in affection or allegiance. It means to be loyal or committed. So if you think of a faithful husband, they're committed, they're loyal, they're loving to their wife. If you think of being a faithful friend, it means being committed or loyal to always have your friends back. So what does it look like to be faithful to Christ? Uh, Turn in your Bible to John 14. We're going to be there for the rest of this time. John 14, starting in verse 15. This is a, a chapter in a section in the book of John known as the Upper Room Discourse. So Jesus is in the upper room with his disciples uh, and is teaching them before he goes and is crucified. So John 14, starting in verse 15. If you got it, say, I got it. If you're still looking, say, still looking. Love it. All right, here we go. John 14, starting in verse 15. The question, how can we be faithful, not famous? Verse 15, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. We could just stop right there with that verse. If you want to be faithful to Jesus, to faithfully love him means to faithfully keep his commands. If you love Jesus, you'll do what he says. We're going to keep going, though, and we'll get back to this idea. Verse 16 says, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another helper, to be with you forever, even the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him. You know him for he dwells with you and he will be in you. So Jesus is talking about how he's going to leave and he's going to send the Holy Spirit as a helper for his disciples and for believers. Verse 18, I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. 
Yet a little while, and the world will see me no more. But you will see me, because I live, you will also live. In that day you will know that I am in my Father, and you in me, and I in you. Jesus knows that in order for us to be faithful, we need help in keeping his commands to faithfully love him. So he promises to send us the Holy Spirit as a helper. The Holy Spirit lives inside believers to help us faithfully follow Jesus. Verse 21 gets back at this idea uh, that was in verse 15. So look at 21. It says, whoever has my commandments and keeps them, he it is who loves me. And he who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I will love him and manifest myself to him. So Jesus gets back to this idea that if we love him, we're going to keep his commandments. We're going to do what he says. We show our faithfulness to Jesus by obeying him. Jesus promises here to manifest himself or or to reveal himself to those who love him. And Jude, our friend Jude, is a little bit confused by this. So in verse 22, we see him ask a question. These are the only words spoken by Judas um, in, in the New Testament. It says this, Judas, not Iscariot, said to him, Lord, how is it that you will manifest yourself to us and not to the world? So Jude interprets Jesus saying that he's going to manifest himself as this literal physical appearance of Jesus appearing before them. But what he's talking about is, is God revealing himself to believers through the Holy Spirit. In verse 23, Jesus answers him, although he doesn't directly answer the question. He just reminds Jude and the other disciples um, that he will continue to make himself known to them. Verse 23 uh, says this, Jesus answered, if anyone loves me, he will keep my word and my father will love him and he will come to him and make our home with him. Whoever does not love me does not keep my words and the word that you hear is not mine, but the father's who sent me. So to be faithful to Christ, we need to love him. And to love him, we need to obey him. And when we obey him, he will continue to make himself known to us. So that brings up a couple questions in my mind. First, does that mean that our obedience to God earns us God's love? Is that what Jesus is saying here, that, that if we want God to love us, that we first have to obey him? Does our obedience earn us God's love? The answer to that is no. Our obedience doesn't earn us salvation. It doesn't make God love us anymore. Our obedience is simply a result of our love for God. Our love is the root, and the obedience is the fruit that grows out of it. It'll naturally be produced by our love. The other question that this brings up is, is what commands is Jesus talking about? What do I need to follow? The Bible is is a really big book with a lot of words. I don't know if you've tried to read it before. It's got a lot of words in it. So what what is Jesus saying here? What do we need to follow? Well, one of the first commands that Jesus gives is found in Matthew 4, 17. You can turn there if you want. It says this, From that time, Jesus began to preach, saying, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. So from the very beginning of his ministry, one of the very first commands that Jesus gives is this, Repent. It just means turn from your sins, turn away from the direction you're going, and repent of your sins. Ask Christ for forgiveness. So if you've never put your faith in Christ, this is the commandment that you need to start with. You can't love or obey God if you haven't put your faith in him first. This is the commandment that you need to obey first to show that you love Christ. You need to ask him to forgive you of your sins and repent of them. See, God is a perfect and a holy and a just God, and he can't be in the presence of sin. So we as sinners can't be in a relationship with him unless someone takes the punishment and the penalty for our sins. And that's what Jesus did by dying on the cross. He took the penalty that you and I deserved for our sins— 
so that we could be in a relationship with God. So if we want to love God and faithfully obey his commands, we first need to repent of our sins, ask Jesus to forgive us, and put our faith in his finished work on the cross. Jesus died for our sins so that we can live for him and be faithful to obey him. So if you haven't put your faith in Christ, or if you have questions about that, I would encourage you to talk to your leaders tonight, because they would love to tell you more about that. If you have done that already, though, if you put your faith in Christ and you're a follower of Jesus, you need to be doing what Jesus says here in verse 15. If you love him, you will keep his commands. If you want to be a faithful follower of Jesus, you need to keep his commands, even if it doesn't make you famous. So what are some of his commands? Things like love your enemies, honor your parents, forgive one another, serve others, love your neighbor as yourself. We could go on and on. You're not going to get famous by doing any of these things. No one's going to make you famous for honoring your parents. But your faithfulness isn't for other people to see and honor you. Your faithfulness is for God to see. Your faithfulness may not even be appreciated by those around you. Uh, Your parents may not appreciate when you honor them. Your siblings may not appreciate after you serve them. Your friends may not know that you've been faithfully praying for them. Your small group leaders may not reward you for faithfully coming to youth group every week, but God doesn't call you to be famous and he doesn't call you to obey for the praise of others. He calls you to be faithful to him and for him. He didn't call Jude to be famous. He called him to be faithful. So this week, if you're a follower of Christ, what's one commandment that you need to follow out of love and obedience to Christ? As I ask that, there's probably even one that just pops into your mind right away and you kind of push it down and you think, I'll think of an easier one, (laughs) right? There may be a commandment that comes to your mind right away that you know that you need to follow this week. What is that? For me, as I was preparing this, the commandment that came to my mind uh, is the idea of being patient, especially with with my kids. Uh, My wife and I have four kids, uh, under four and under. So you can pray for us. would appreciate that. Uh, but as I was writing this, I was thinking about all the times uh, over the past week or so where I've been impatient with them. I can love Christ and obey him by faithfully being patient with my kids because he commands me to do that. And a life of small, faithful decisions to Christ is a life worth living, even if it doesn't bring me success or fame here on earth. If there's anything we can learn from Jude and his mostly anonymous life, it's this. Be faithful, not famous. Jesus promises us the help of the Holy Spirit and the love of God as a motivator and a reward for our faithfulness. Be faithful this week. In college, I went to a school called Moody Bible Institute in downtown Chicago. Uh, It's named after a a famous evangelist and publisher from the 1800s named D.L. Moody. And the legacy of his life is incredible. It was estimated that he spoke to an average of forty to 50,000 people every week. And he presented the gospel through writing or speaking to over 100 million people all over the world. Moody started five Bible schools, including Moody Bible Institute, which has equipped Christians for over 130 years to share the gospel all over the world. He founded what's now known as Moody Church, Moody Publishers, and Moody Radio, because it'd be weird if he named that after himself but other people named it after him, uh, which all influenced countless people for the gospel all over the world. His legacy continues to touch every part of the globe over a hundred years after he died. He is one of the most famous, influential Christians that the world has ever seen. You probably have at least heard of him, even if you don't know what he's done. 
He's a famous Christian. You know who you've never heard of, though? A man named Edward Kimball. Edward Kimball wasn't famous, but he was faithful. In 1855, he was a Sunday school teacher in Boston, Massachusetts, and he met a young, brash, uneducated teenager named Dwight. Kimball was faithful to teach Sunday school classes and share the gospel with Dwight Moody. And on April 21st, 1855, Kimball made a trip to the shoe store where Moody worked, and he told him about how Jesus loved him, and Moody accepted Christ there and began his relationship with Jesus. Kimball isn't famous. He doesn't have any buildings named after him. There are no ministries or schools that have his name on it. But he was faithful. He was faithful to serve in the church. He was faithful to teach Sunday school. He was faithful to disciple a young man who would go on to change the world for Christ. Kimball is like Jude. Their names are barely mentioned in the books of history, but they're written in the book of life in heaven. And when Kimball died, he heard the same words that Jude heard after his death. Well done, good and faithful servant. Let's pray. Father, thank you for tonight. Uh, thank you for the opportunity to, to worship, to gather together and, and be encouraged by your word, be encouraged by uh, your disciple Jude, be encouraged by the work that you did in his life and the example that we can follow. Lord, we don't want to be famous, but we want to be faithful. Father, this week, will you remind us of that truth? Will you help us to obey your commandments and show our love by obeying you? Father, whatever, whatever commandment it is that, that is popping in these students' heads, I pray that you will help them to do that this week. Father, through the power of the Holy Spirit, may they obey you, may they love you, may they, may they be faithful to serve you. We give you all the glory in Jesus' name. Amen.